Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. The first reading is from the fifth chapter of Joshua. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the shame of your slavery in Egypt. So that place has been called Gilgal to this day. While the Israelis were camping, camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they celebrated Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the first month. The very next day, they began to eat unleavened bread and roasted grain harvested from the land. No manna appeared on the day they first ate from the crops of the land, and it was never seen again. So from that time on, the Israelis ate from the crops of Canaan. Here ends the reading. The second reading is from 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the, his fields to feed the pigs. <clears throat> The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, 
Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fatted calf. We're celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost. But now he is found. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. The story of the prodigal son is one of the touchstones of our faith. It's familiar to us, and yet after hearing it many times, it still engages our emotions and our imaginations. The story is so complex that it can comfort us or challenge us or convict us, and yet it is a story that always welcomes us home. Now, we tend to make this story about the younger son, the prodigal, the one who demands his inheritance and runs off to a far-off country only, only to squander all of his money on wild parties and immoral living. The problem with reading the story that way is I wonder how many of us can see our lives reflected in the life of the younger son, the prodigal, who lives such a wasteful and irresponsible life My experience with us Lutherans is that our lives tend to be a little more boring than that of the prodigal son. It seems that the prodigal's 
those that have hit bottom and then come to their senses, the ones who have had a dramatic conversion experience, don't tend to find their way to Lutheran churches. They go to other churches. And to be honest, I wish we had more prodigals among us. Because prodigals seem to have a deep understanding of grace. Prodigals know the power of confession and forgiveness and second chances. They know the joy of being welcomed home. And we would be blessed to hear more of their testimonies of God's love and grace. Of course, Jesus didn't title this story the prodigal son. Titles for scripture stories were added much later. Jesus just tells this story and lets it settle into our hearts wherever it needs to. The story could just as easily be titled the self-righteous elder son. And if I'm honest, that's where this story challenges me. And maybe the same is true for some of you as well. The elder son? Now this guy we get, right? The hard worker, the one who sticks around to keep the family farm running while the pipsqueak brother is off doing who knows what. The one who sticks around to take care of dad, who's not getting any younger, by the way. The one who works long hours to grow the family business. The one who has a savings account and pays taxes. The one who coaches soccer and gives back to the community. The responsible one who does the right and righteous thing. Sound familiar? And we understand why this elder son is so angry in this story. I mean, first of all, when his dad decides to throw a party for this prodigal son, I mean, no one is sent out into the fields to invite him to knock off early for the day and come on in and enjoy the party. No, he finds out about the party as he's coming in from the field after working in the hot sun all day. And secondly, why should this prodigal son deserve a party at all? And the elder son has some choice words for his father. Why didn't he ever get a party after all these years of loyalty and being responsible? Why is bad behavior being rewarded here? Haven't you ever heard of natural consequences, Dad? He spent all the money. Let him suffer. If there was a famine in the land, well, then he should have had an emergency fund for that. Why do freeloaders get all the good stuff and the rest of us have to pay for it? This is the self-righteous elder son. And this is where the story hits me right in the heart. Because if I'm honest, there is a place in my heart that couldn't agree more with the elder son. And the more I feed that part of my heart, the more distant I feel from the love of the father. You see, it's that part of my heart that thinks I know best 
how the Father's grace should work and on whom the Father should show mercy. The elder son reveals to me the resentments and the judgments that I love to hold on to. But this story also extends an invitation to turn around and to let the Father's love heal me. You see, just like the prodigal son needed to come to his senses as he's feeding slop to the pigs, he needed to return to the Father's love, so now the elder brother, the self-righteous one, needs to come to his senses and accept the invitation to join in the Father's joy. In the first week of our Lenten curriculum, we were challenged to put something down in our lives so that we would have more space for God. So when my group gathered, we talked about the things we wanted to put down during this season, and I'm, I'm working to put down spending so much time on Facebook, especially in the evenings. I want to use that time to do some spiritual reading to feed my soul. Many of us describe things that we wanted to put down, and we describe them as being time wasters. But then one person in our group said that what they wanted to put down this season was their judgments, being judgmental of others. And that hit me right in the heart. I mean, what a great insight. That sounds like the self-righteous elder son coming to his senses. It's a realization of what is getting in the way of experiencing God's love more fully. Putting down our desire to judge opens space for us to hold on to God's invitation to a grace-filled party. Author and Roman Catholic priest Henry Nouwen wrote a whole book on the parable of the prodigal son or the self-righteous elder brother, whichever title works better for you. And because I have put down spending so much time on Facebook, I actually had time to read that book last week. And it was a blessing to me. Nowen says this about the meeting of the father and the elder son when the elder son refuses to go into the party. He says, The harsh and bitter reproaches of the elder son are not met with words of judgment from the father. There's no recrimination or accusation. The father does not defend himself or even comment on the elder son's behavior. The father moves directly beyond all evaluations to stress his intimate relationship with his son when he said, You are with me always. The Father's declaration of unqualified love eliminates any possibility that the younger son is more loved than the elder. The elder son has never left the house. The Father has shared everything with him. He has made him a part of his daily life, keeping nothing from him. All I have is yours, he says. There's no clearer statement of the father's unlimited love for his elder son 
Thus the Father's unreserved, unlimited love is offered wholly and equally to both of his sons. No matter where you find yourself in this story, whether it is as a prodigal or as an elder son, there is one thing you must know about this story. And that is that the Father loves you. That God loves you. In this story, the father goes out to meet both of his sons. He goes out on the road to meet the younger son as he is returning home, humiliated and broken. And the father is overjoyed to welcome you home. And then the father goes out to meet you on the back porch, if that is where you find yourself in the story. The father goes out to meet you, to remind you that you are cherished and to invite you in to join the celebration. The father loves both of his children equally and wants nothing more than to be close to them, to be close to you. Now we don't know for sure how the story ends. What will the younger son do with his second chance? Will the elder son put down his judgment and join the party? Maybe it's up to us to write the ending for the story in how we live our lives. One thing is sure, the father's love will always be there. So maybe the best title for this story would have something to do with a father's unlimited and gracious love. Because in the end, when we read this story, it is the father's love that should hit us right in the heart. Because that love is ours. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.